0: I'm Walter Spires, and this is today's Minutes for Men. Once again, a terrible tragedy occurred and rocked much of the nation and even part of the world, especially the families and friends of nine people who lost their lives last Sunday in a helicopter crash. Much of the attention centered on Kobe Bryant, the famous former basketball player, certainly among the greatest who ever played the game, and his daughter Gigi, whose basketball team he helped coach. And of course, the other seven people who lost their lives are no less mourned with profound sorrow and grief. It's a very hard time. Like some of you, Gigi and I have also experienced the personal loss of a child in a tragic way. I once spoke at the memorial service of a friend whose son had drowned. And many of us lived through presidential and political assassinations, 9-11, among other local, national, even international tragedies. Yet the truth of the matter is, most tragedies are personal, without notoriety or press. It happened to people like you and me. They're just as grievous and devastating, though the world doesn't know of them, and those who mourn with us may be few. As I was flying home the other night, the Holy Spirit put on my heart to devote this week's podcast and my next blog and video, not specifically to this tragedy, but how people process tragedy in their lives. As a Christian minister, author, and teacher, my words come from God's Word that comfort some and yet annoy and even anger others. I'm aware of that. But it's in such times, above all others, that the truth needs to be shared because more people are leaning in to listen. In my 40-plus years of ministering in the lives of people of all ages and from all walks of life, two responses to tragedies are more prominent than the rest. The first is people who blame God and ask the wrong questions. Blaming God goes back to the book of Genesis and is the easiest place to lay the blame, point the finger, or direct our anger and defiance. God doesn't strike back. He doesn't yell back. We generally don't see or experience any repercussions of such an affront to Him. Here's the problem. Most people who blame God don't know or even believe in Him to begin with. Polls today suggest most people believe in a God, and while many would argue it's the God of the Bible, you don't have to drill down very far in a conversation that the God most people believe in is the one they created in their own mind, one who is good based on how they define good, or shows up when they think he should, and stays away as long as they're having fun and life is good. But I have bad news for them. That God spells his name with a little g, or the same way that person spells their own because most of the world has created gods in their own image instead of the way the Bible teaches. And for that reason, it leads us to the second part of the discussion. to ask the wrong questions. Where was God when this happened? And the question asked by more atheists, agnostics, and cultural Christians than any other, why would a good God let bad things happen to good people? I'm going to drill down on these questions very deeply next time and talk about the God of the Bible who is altogether good and always shows up on time. Until then. To receive a free e-copy of my book, All Men Are Desperate, whether they admitted or not, or donate to keep this ministry going strong, go to DesperateMen.org. God bless you.